Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now, here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks again for joining me this week. My motivational quote for today is by Christopher Columbus, and it says, You can never cross the ocean unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. How many of you have to drop off your teenage child at college for the first time and probably feel sick to your stomach every time you actually think about it? Wasn't it just yesterday that your son or daughter was holding on to your leg for dear life as you brought them to preschool for their first day being away from you? Did they plead with you to not leave them and really all you wanted to do was just grab them, take them, and run out the door? How many of you have followed the school bus on the first day of kindergarten and weren't you surprised when you saw your child exiting the bus at school and talking it up with a new pal? Well, it's happening all over again. Your child is going off to school, off to, getting off the school bus, except tonight they're not coming home. So how do we deal with this new transition for us, but also for them too? Perhaps your son or daughter is saying that they're scared and they really don't like to change or they're changing their minds and don't want to go. What do you do? How do you feel? How do you, how do you get through this next chapter in our lives? Today, I have a really, really special guest. Her name is Cecilia, a.k.a. Cece, last name Campanile. And Cece is a junior at Bloomsburg University in Pennsylvania and is studying to be a speech therapist. Cece is going to help us crazy parents put it all in perspective and share what, what goes through college kids' minds, how they deal with not coming home at night, and I think mostly how they deal with temptations and new challenges, which is probably a parent's worst uh, worry. So settle in, grab your new shiny notebook, and get ready to take some notes as my expert guest tells all. So, Cece, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, all right, all the parents are going, oh, this kid's going to give us all the juicy gossip. (laughs) I am. I will be honest. (laughs) You're going to be honest. I love it. Okay. So, when, now, I know you're going to be a junior this year, and, and let's just give some background. You have a sister at home. She is a She's a senior in high school. She is. And your parents are going through looking at colleges and that whole thing. They are right now, yes. Okay. But so I was the first one to go off. You were the oldest, and that's why I really wanted to have a child who was the oldest that went off because it's, it's truly a life-changing event for the kids in the house but also for, for the mom and dad or the mom or dad. So do you see a difference this time around with your parents and your sister, Kayla? Do you see oh, a difference? What, oh, definitely. Yeah. What, what, um, do you, what do you think? Now they kind of know what they're doing, like, I was kind of the first one, so it was I was the guinea pig. It was kind of figuring everything out. Oh, well, how do we do the Common App? How do we figure all these things? How do we shop for college? Now they're pros. Now they totally understand what they need to do. They understand that you have to do it a lot in advance and prepare. Do you find they're calmer? Oh, much calmer, yes. They're not as worried. <laughs> My dad was very upset when he had to send me off to college. Um, He was extremely upset the whole summer, basically, leading up to it. And now he knows it's a good thing, and he's definitely not as nervous to send Kayla off. 
So when you went off junior year, which was just a, a couple of weeks ago, you know, you, you settled into your junior year already, believe it or not, everybody, right? Um, he wasn't so anxious dropping you off this time? Was it just, hey, we'll see you soon? Yes, he was very excited. He was excited to set up everything in my apartment. He was looking forward to it because he knew, you know, the first time he dropped me off, it was like he was dropping me off to sea and he was never going to see me again. But <laughs> now but now he knows, you know, oh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just so everybody knows, your your university is about two hours from home? Yes, two hours on the dot. Yeah, so you you're not coming home every weekend. That's just not feasible. You're you're long enough distance away that it's hard. So you really do come home like for Labor Day, Thanksgiving, and that that kind of thing, right? So it's normal. Yeah. You're not coming home every other weekend. Just everybody no. understands that. No, I All try right. to make it home at least once every two months. Once every two. See, and that's I think that's very doable. Yeah. So so as a freshman, when you you know you set up the room right, and you met your roommates, and you were waving goodbye. What the heck were you thinking? Were were you scared? Um, I was not scared. I was excited, but at that moment, it kind of hit me like, oh my god, I am totally on my own. I have to do my own laundry. I have to worry about my own dinner. I have to do everything by myself, and it was kind of scary, but um. The school did a good job of, you know, as soon as your parents left, they had an activity plan for you to kind of keep you busy, and it really did. I was very excited to be there. I was excited to start classes and start learning about what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, and I wasn't scared at all. Well, I was scared a little bit. I mean, it's kind of hard to say you weren't scared at all, but um, <laughs> but when they left, I honestly, I was very excited. I wasn't too scared. Were there kids on your floor initially because that first day you're really pretty much meeting kids on your first floor, on, you know, on your dorm floor. Were there kids who were really upset that they were they were left behind? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. My roommate now, Carly, um, she was devastated to have to leave her parents. She was an only child, so, you know, she spent a lot of time with her family. So she was extremely upset to have to leave them and see them say goodbye she even called them and told them to come back and get her, and they said no, which is what you parents should all do. If they want to come home, don't let them. <laughs> At least the first month, keep them there because that's how you learn and you make new friends. Um, and we met, I think, three days after we had moved in, and, you know, she was fine ever since. Yeah, so it's really just that initial uh, initial angst of exactly what went through your head. It goes through mm-hmm. every kid's head, right? Holy yeah. crap, I'm here alone. I got to eat. I got to make my bed. I have to navigate the campus, I, right? So before, if you overslept, mom or dad would wake you up. You know, oh, yeah. if you had, didn't have time to do laundry, mom would say, ah, give me the things. I'll throw them in with, with our load, right? So mm-hmm. now you don't. And Carly is actually your roommate. So. Mm-hmm. Here you have this young lady who is literally terrified, not even terrified, just missing. The thought of not having her mom and dad there was mm-hmm. was clearly unsettling, and now she's an old pro at it too, right? Oh, yeah. Now we all love being back. We can't. We look forward to being back. We can't wait to be going back to school. When, you're, when, you, when you said goodbye to your mom and dad and, and your sister Kayla, was – were they – I know they're sad, right? They cry and all of that, and they want to make your parents say, "Oh, she said it on the radio that we cry." You know, we cried. That's not what I'm looking for. But when, 
how do you think they handled it? Or did they tell you after how they really handled that moment, the, the mom and dad and sister aspect? Um, I think it definitely hit my dad the hardest. My mom was excited for me to go. She was saying, you know, this is going to be a great experience. This is the time of your life. Try everything. Do everything. You're going to love it. My dad, um, he didn't really understand college. He didn't understand, you know, that you had to go away to really enjoy it. So he was a little bit tentative to send me off. So he was a little scared. But after he realized how much fun I was having, he really enjoyed it. Um, my sister, whether she'll admit it or not, definitely missed me, probably mostly because of the rides I'd give her to school in the morning. Um, but she, you know, I think they all just kind of acclimated to the fact that I wasn't going to be there anymore, but I did come home as often as I could. So they did see me, and we had a plan where we FaceTimed every Sunday night so they got a chance to, you know, see me like face-to-face and hear about everything. So that really helped them, I think. Helped them. Did that help mm-hmm. you? Did that help it's, you or you didn't care? Um, I was busy most of the time. I had like classes and I had clubs and things I was doing and making friends. So a lot of times I didn't have time to miss them because I was yes. just so busy. Of course I sure. did miss them, you know, at night when you're going to sleep, you're like, Oh wow, this is weird, my family's not around me. But it definitely helped to like connect back, see what's going on at home, see what's happening with the family. Yeah, and can I just tell you, I love giving tips on the show for people to navigate through whatever the change in their life is, and you just gave such a beautiful tip. You know, the kids, and so first of all, I want to tell the kids who are nervous going off to college, they really do keep you busy. You know, you do have classes, and you were cute because you said, my mom said, experience everything and have fun, and you you know, I was having a good time, but you also just let everybody know what your GPA is. My GPA currently is a 3.7. Okay. <laughs> and she's a junior, people. So, yes, you can, and this is another thing I just want everybody to understand, you can have fun, but you really do have to balance with the academics and the studying, which is the point of being there, right? So here, parents, it, it can be done, right? And I love the tip of FaceTiming on a Sunday. You know, everybody's kind of winding down before the week begins, both at home and you at school. What a great tip to FaceTime so parents don't miss the kids so much. And it really does give the kids a chance to see mom or dad and maybe even to see that mom and dad are okay. Because yeah. I think that makes makes the kid anxious, thinking, oh, my dad's upset. I feel, you know, not that you feel guilty, but you still feel bad that someone's feeling bad that you're not there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough seeing them it's- and being missing you and everything because you do miss them too but it's different for you because you're so busy and they're they're looking at your empty room that you're not there anymore yeah a lot of my friends have said that they can't um they if the bed was unmade when the kid left they left leave it unmade and I'm like are you kidding to see an unmade bed every day that would make me crazy go and clean that room out you know oh yeah definitely it's yeah clean it because hey by the way they're coming home it's not like you said they went out to sea and they're lost right the anchor is adrift and and they're gone at what point tell everybody because i think the kids probably want to know this or the parents can translate to the, the kids going to college at what point during your freshman year did you actually feel like okay i can exhale i got this i, I got my routine how long did that take definitely after my first real college class because my first college class was your typical class that you see in the movies. It was a lecture hall, 150 kids. And Bloomsburg isn't a very big school. It's about 8,000 kids total. But it was a psychology 101 class, and I had this great professor, 
and I walked in, you know, sat among 150 of my peers, and it was very weird being in a class that big because I came from a high school where you had 30 kids in your class at the most. So it was very weird walking into a class like that. And at that point, I walked out of there, and I thought, okay, I can do this. This isn't so bad. You know, this isn't too different from high school. High school prepared me. I can do this. This isn't so bad. You know, you just have to give yourself a pep talk. Yeah. How about navigating, um, you know, where the classes are, when you're going to have lunch, who you're going to have lunch with, when you're going to go and exercise? When, Like, when did you feel like the routine was a routine? How long did it take you to kind of just without thinking get up and say, oh, I'm, I'm, I have to go to this lecture hall or whatever? Um. Freshman year, it probably took me about a week to realize, you know, okay, I have to get up here and go to this McCormick lecture hall. I have to go there. So about a week it took to do that. Now in like three days I have my schedule memorized, but it's definitely hard navigating the campus because you're not used to having to walk from building to building. It's definitely weird to do that and who you're going to have lunch with. I mean, you hang out with your roommates a lot, but you definitely have to realize just, when you walk into a class, just sit next to somebody and just start talking to them because everybody is in the same position as you. Yeah, and that see, that's another great tip, um, parents, if you have kids that are a little on the quieter side. Everybody's in the same boat. Keep reinforcing that because it's true. You sit in class, and what high school did you go to? You know, what was your mascot? Whatever silly questions, but just get a conversation going. What's your major, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Did, and, and another key thing, guys, a week. So, again, it's not like it's a month in and you're still, you know, scrambling, going, where am I supposed to be? It takes about a week. And by that point, you see, you know whose schedule is who, who's going to go to lunch, all those kind of things. So another good good tip. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the most valuable tool um, your mom – let's start with your mom. What, what's the most valuable tool your mom gave you? Definitely to try everything. She said – Sign up for every club. You know, you may get a lot of emails, but it's worth it because you never know which one you're going to click with. You never know what you're going to like, so do everything. Try everything. Definitely that was her biggest tip. And clearly what she means, try try everything. Try things that would, like, interest you. Yes, yes. Yes. Try things that are, you know, good. (laughs) Yes. That, right, yeah, not drinking and doing yes. drugs, right? Yes. <laughs> We're going to get to that, parents. <laughs> How about your dad? What was the – did he give you any tips or ideas? You know, it's it's going to seem funny that I say this, but his biggest tip and tool that he gave me was financials. He paid for my entire college, which is not common for, you know, a kid. It's mm-hmm. really – I was spoiled almost that I got my entire college paid for, but it was good to know that I went there and I didn't have to worry about putting money on to do laundry or paying my tuition, that somebody at home was taking care of all that for me, and all I had to focus on was school and enjoying myself, which is what he wanted me to do, was not to focus on financials, not to focus on paying bills, just focus on school and doing well. Yeah, and what what a beautiful gift. Now, you know, every parent, it's so nice that you appreciate that, and I hope your parents listen to the show and realize that. I think they do know that you appreciate that gift because it is a beautiful gift, right, to come out debt-free. Here's the mm-hmm. other thing. Give some back on that, back, back information. When you guys were searching for college, I do remember, and 
budget was a concern and there was mm-hmm. a certain budget and anything over that was on you. So mm-hmm. don't, I don't want everybody to think that, Oh, they're loaded. They're paying for, co-. no, there was a budget savings had taken place. You know, this was a plan for you to do this. So mm-hmm. kudos to mom and dad for planning. Um, but also that you appreciate and realize that by the way, your job is to get good grades, which I think you're executing well you know, with mm-hmm. a 3.7, you know, tremendous, just tremendous. Um, we have to take a break, Cease, and then okay. when we come back, I'd really like to hear your, your th- thank you for those tips and tools that your mom and dad gave you, but I want you to think of things that your parents said to you that resonated either the first day of college or that first week, that it was almost like they were sitting on your shoulder and whispering in your ear. So think about that while we're on break, and we come back, we'll talk about that. Okay. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back and we are speaking with Feasty Campanile, who is a junior at Bloomsburg University in Pennsylvania, speech therapist major. And we are talking about that first day of school, going to college, and how did, how did her parents handle it, how did she handle it, and how did her sister handle it. And she's given us some good intel, parents. I'm getting excited. All right, so next thing, because, you know, I'm a parent, right? I just sent my son off to college, and constantly, don't drink and drive, study, that's your future, um, you know, make good choices, all of these things that we whisper constantly in your ear, well, maybe not whisper, yell it in your ear, beat it into you. What was the thing for you, or do you remember, that your parents actually said to you that kind of resonated once you were at school that week, month in, where you were like, oh, that's mom and dad talking to me, I hear them. What was mm-hmm. the thing, if anything? Um. D- Probably, which they told me this my entire life, don't do anything that you wouldn't want us to know about. So anytime I went out and anytime I did anything, I knew, but I want to tell my dad that I did that. (laughs) But I want to tell my mom that that's what I just did. It was act like, you know, act like you would with your family around because you never know when something's going to come back to get, come back to bite you in the butt. So... Probably that would be definitely something that I realized because you see other kids who maybe didn't listen to their parents when they did that. So, you know, okay, I have to think level-headed, do what is best for me, but make sure that, you know, I'm having fun while I'm doing it but not doing anything that will ruin my future. You know, I think that's the biggest gift a parent could give Cease because here's the thing, you know, and and, and this isn't a put-down, it's just a reality 
we're, you know, in our 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, right, parents sending kids off, we have life skills. We have, we've seen bad things happen from bad choices. Kids don't. I mean, you're, you're 18, 19 years old going off to college. You can't see further than an inch in front of you. And, again, that's not because you're not intelligent. You don't have life experience. So mm-hmm. what a great gift that you – before you would do anything hasty and perhaps a little bit on the – and I'm going to use the word stupid, right, on the stupid side, you think, hmm, would I tell my mom and dad this? And that, that's a great barometer because if the answer is no, then the next thought is, well, should I be doing this? And maybe not. And here's the other thing. I, I recently um, had a, a training class with a bunch of executive teams, and I had been sent a resume from a, a cousin's child graduated from college. And so I went to talk to the um, chief wealth officer, and we were chatting, and he said, sure, you know, send me the resume. He was very kind. And uh, Jim said to me, you know, Connie, my biggest advice is, get the pictures down of the red solo cups in the hand and all the things because the first thing I do is, yeah, I look at the resume and then I Google that kid. And whatever comes up on social media and they think it's not out there, oh, it's out there. So mm-hmm. by by using that motto of, you know, if I'm getting drunk off my, my rear end here, would my mom and dad look at me and say, what are you doing? And is that what I want? So I know, and here's the other thing, parents, right, we know you kids drink. We're not stupid. Um, when we went to the orientation at Westchester, Chester, where my son John goes, the um, you know they do the orientation for the parents, and the the head of whatever it was, student services, whatever who was speaking with us, said we're the wettest, driest campus <laughs> that I know. <laughs> so you probably it's the same thing, right? Alcohol is available. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean the frat houses are visible from campus, and you know it's tempting when all your friends are going out on a Friday night. You want to go too. You just have to you know make good choices and realize that you're not there to party and do crazy things, but, you know, you should have fun. You should enjoy your time there. Right. That's safely. Safely. And that's a very good word, safely. You know, not get drunk where you have to pump your stomach and and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You think it's fun getting there, but then you're in the hospital pumping your stomach. Not so fun. Plus the ramifications, because most kids in college are 18 or older, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're legal. You're of legal age, so they can't arrest you. So that's another thing that kids should, should definitely think about. Was there anything that you wished your mom or dad had told you? or I really think that they prepared me for school. I got there, and really I felt prepared. I didn't feel like there was something, I oh, I wish they would have told me that this was going to happen. I, like, really, I give a lot of credit to them. They definitely prepared me to go off to school. I didn't, I didn't feel nervous in the weeks leading up to it. They made me feel very excited. So I wasn't, no, there was really nothing that I wish they had told me. Is there something that, first of all, how much did your parents pay you to say that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it may just be a few extra dollars. A few extra bucks, you know, for for an extra night on the town. Will you give advice to your sister that your parents didn't give you? Now, in retrospect, living it, and again, it wouldn't be, you know, make good choices and all that because your parents – clearly did a good job with that but is there something like talk to the kids out there what would you say as a big sister I would say enjoy your time there but don't forget why you're there don't forget you're there to set up your future because you're living a great life now and you want to make sure that you're continuing that for your kids in the future so you don't want some stupid mistake that you make at a big frat party to ruin the rest of your life but definitely go 
have fun, try new things that are good for you, that aren't illegal, and just (laughs) (laughs) enjoy every minute you have there because it really does go so fast. I mean, I'm a junior, and I feel like I just started yesterday. It goes so fast. Yeah, and you're looking to go on to graduate school because with a speech Mm. therapy degree, you really do need the graduate degree. So forget about getting the job for you, and this is true for a lot of kids. The the graduate degree is becoming what my generation, a college degree was. So if Mm -hmm. you're not doing well in college or you have a bad rap sheet, so to speak, you're not getting into grad school. So mm-hmm. you're you're limiting yourself. You're getting the degree, but you're still limiting your opportunity from a job standpoint. So, yeah, very, mm-hmm. very good advice, good big sisterly advice. <laughs> All right, so now we have to talk about this. We've, we've danced around it, but we're going to dive in there. I know parents are sitting there going, all right, so can you ask the freaking question about the temptation of the liquor and drugs and choosing to party and skip a class because, you know, you got drunk last night. And, you know, how do you deal with that temptation or what can parents do to help the kids navigate that? Um, I think a lot of the mistakes that kids make when they first go off to college is they think, oh, my God, I have all this freedom. Let me drink so much and go crazy because no one's watching me and I can totally go nuts. But really, you have four years. So you don't need to drink your four years' worth in your first night there. So <laughs> enjoy, you know, enjoy every day there, but don't go too crazy in the beginning because then you're going to set yourself up for doing that every week. And, you know, sometimes you're not going to feel like going out. But, I mean, parents, I hate to break it to you, but they do go out. They do have fun. It is part of the college experience. Um, but, you know, just as a message for the kids out there, don't go too crazy. Just keep in perspective that you are there for school, but you should have fun. As a parent, I have to ask, is the temptation, um, I remember like when I went off to college, you know, my my parents were like, they're going to be drugs and they're going to be forcing you to take the drug. And and that was ridiculous. Of course, you weren't at a party and they were like, here, here's a joint. You better have some or we're going to, you know, call, you know, shoot you off the island, you know, right? make you leave the island, so to speak. Do, is there pressure like that for kids? You know, I, I don't know, right? I went to college 30-something years ago. Yeah, um, there's pressure. Like, you know, all your friends are going out, oh, come on, just come with us. It'll be fun. You know, there is pressure like that, but when you get there, there's not as much pressure to do things. Everybody kind of goes off and, you know, they do their own thing. It's like, you know, if this person wants to go smoke pot in the backyard, that person does that. But if you're not up for that, then you really just tell them. And, you know, kids are adults nowadays and they go to college, so they do know, you know, if someone says no, it does really mean no. It's it's very different than high school where you have to be cool to fit in. In college, there's a group for everybody. Yeah, that's actually a very good tip. I didn't even think about that, but it's true. Very hard to fit in or try to fit in in high school and college. You meet people that are like-minded, I would think. Mm-hmm. Definitely right? do. Yeah, yes. yeah. Did you have trouble after your first year with your roommates? And by the way, everybody, she was tripled, which poor thing, I can't even imagine. Um, did you still room with those two young ladies from freshman year? I did. Um, well, one of them I did. The first the way Bloomsburg works is the first semester, 
that you're there, you, you know, you could get tripled. They warn you the first time you get in there. Listen, like, you could be tripled. You might end up with two people in your room. Um, one of them, we, um, we're still very good friends, but we do not live together anymore. The other one I do still live with. You know, we still, you know, share side-by-side rooms, live in the same apartment. But you don't have to live with your same roommates. You know, I live with a girl who I met on my floor, my roommate Carly. So you really meet people in your classes and things like that, or even in your major. I have some friends who live with people that are exclusively in the speech major. Okay. So that that's another thing I think the big fear is you're walking in and you don't know this person. And that had to be a big fear for you, right, for the first time knowing I could be tripled. So not only am I navigating one other person, I might be navigating two other people, which is exactly what happened. Um, is that weird? To ha- you know, I mean, it's another person that you don't know. It's definitely weird because, you know, um, you don't find out until very close to when you're moving in who exactly your roommates are going to be. And a lot of them, you know, my roommates live five hours away from me. Pennsylvania is a big state, and I live in New Jersey. So it's very far away that you're talking to these people. So it's not like everybody has the, you know, chance to go and meet their roommates before they move in. So the first day you get there – that's when you're meeting them and you realize, wow, uh, this person's basically going to be my new best friend because I'm going to be spending time with them pretty much the whole time there. So it is scary to get there and have not, I mean, I went there not knowing a soul. I went there, I did not, no one from my high school went there. I was totally, I was really on my own. It was a total start over, which was nice because, you know, no one knew me. I could totally start fresh. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, you don't have any baggage or predisposed ideas um, when you get there, which is kind of cool. We have about a minute and a half left. I have to ask, are there any tips, um, just because I do love giving tips, so can you give any tips to parents and or kids? I think you did it with the kids. Just, you know, make good choices, study, right, and and don't party your heart out the first week and do everything you would do in four years in one week, right? So that's good advice. But how about for parents? Because this really is, Cece, I have to tell you, a a really scary time for parents because we do know the bad things that can happen. We do know that bad people exist in the world. And our job as parents is to protect you, you guys, from all of those bad things. So what would be a tip or advice that you would give the parents to help with this whole thing, this whole big life life change? Um, probably don't be – act excited when your kids go away. You know, make the process fun. Like when my mom and I were shopping, you know, running to Harmons and running to Bed Bath & Beyond four million times, we made it fun. Never did I feel like she was going to say – she was going to – tell me oh I wish you weren't going she always said I'm going to miss you but she was always excited for me to go she said oh this is going to be great you're going to have so much fun you're going to love it let's buy all the things that you need and just make the process fun don't make it dreadful for them so make it exciting yeah, and, and here's the thing. I mean, you kind of said it that first week, the schools, and, and I'm finding this with my son as well, they really, really do provide so many activities for the kids to keep them from getting homesick, but also to force them into social environments where even the quietest child has an opportunity to make some friends. So I think the colleges are very aware of that and, and mm-hmm. do just a fabulous job. So that's, that's, 
really good. I think the other thing is talk to your kids about making those good choices and that you are there for studying and you should have fun and you should be excited for them. And I also love your idea about FaceTiming once a week. Schedule it so that nobody misses it. You schedule it in your day. The kids schedule it in their day. And it gives you an opportunity to just catch up with each other as well so the child doesn't feel alienated, but also the parent doesn't feel alienated, right, from, you know, what's going on for the kid. And we do. We want to make sure you're safe, and I think that's important. The other thing, and then we're really out of time, the schools do a really good job with educating and protecting you guys, women, you know, the whole rape thing, and, mm-hmm. you, know, that, you know, that whole thing is just horrifying for a parent, for a child, too. But they do a really good job with security. Wouldn't you say that's the case? I, I know at Bloomsburg, I think it is. Yeah. Absolutely. I never feel that I'm not safe. I always, there's always police around on campus. I always feel safe. Yeah. So that's another thing I think we worry about as parents. And what about when you go off campus? Do you do you try to do that in, in groups? Definitely. I mean, you're not going to be kind of stupid and go off by yourself. You always go in groups. Even if you drive around, you always see people walking in groups. I mean, there are the town police, and they are around, but, you know, things happen. You never know. Like, something stupid might happen. Not everybody is as nice as they are in your hometown. You know, some people are going to be a little bit suspicious. So you have to be careful, but I definitely always feel safe. I mean, I love my school more than anything. I, it's definitely my home away from home, and I always feel safe there. Yeah. Okay. That's that's good because, you know, I said, now I have a son, and he's 6'3", so really, you know, nobody's nobody would really want to pick him up because they couldn't move him. But, (laughs) you know, for young ladies going off and we had friends who have daughters and we, you know, go to barbecues and everything at the end of the school year. And I kept saying, remember predators, there's predators everywhere. You know, I said it of course, jokingly, but you do, I think you have to be mindful and aware um, all the time of everything around you. And hopefully parents, that's another um, good thing. Just be aware of your surroundings and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cece, our time is up. Thank you so much. I feel like you, I hope that you gave some good insights so parents can breathe. And also for kids who are anxious, realize that the school really does take care of you. They cocoon you a little bit and make sure that you meet people and they have different events and they have so many different um what do you call it, clubs, that mm-hmm. there's got to be something for everybody out there as well. So you have, you meet people that are like-minded, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Are you happy? I am. I am. It is really the happiest time in my life. I love being there. I'm sad to see it go, but I'm excited, you know, to start the next chapter in my life. But incoming <laughs> freshmen, enjoy it because it goes by a lot faster than you think. Yeah, really, it is. It's a, it, this really is the time of your life. And you, like you said, you don't have the financial responsibility. But even the kids that are taking loans out, that financial responsibility comes when you get a job. So your job now is to get those good grades so you can get a real job, right, to mm-hmm. pay these student loans off. So it just it's, it's worth, um, you know, putting your nose to the grindstone. This is on you. This is your future. Um, you know, I say this to my, my kids all the time. I have my degrees, right? I don't, I don't need to go back to school. This is your time and your future. And I love how you said um, be aware that, it, you know, you want to have a good future, but 
someday if you want to have kids, for people who do want to have children down the road, you want to provide a nice life for them as well. So it's that whole legacy thing, too, that I think what a nice foundation that you have this gift of a college education. So, mm-hmm. you know, nicely done by your mom, and, and you're you're definitely a together young lady. So that's kind of um, cool, and I hope people – I hope that's resonating with people as well. Um, Our time is up, so now I have to give full disclosure, Cece. Today, my guest, Cece, is actually my awesome and beautiful and highly intelligent, as you can see, niece, who I've known for in October will be 21 years. So, Cece, thank you so much uh, for sharing just so much thought and insight that I really do hope helps parents and new college uh, students because this is such an important piece of their future, but it's such an important piece for parents. We've, we've done our job. <laughs> they have to figure it out now. And I think based on what you've said, it's, it's not as hard as you think to figure it out, right? No. You'll, you could do it. Anybody could do it. If I could do it, anybody could do it. If you could do it, anybody could do it. Well, I do think you're pretty special. All right, everyone. Um, thank you again, Cece, for being on the show. Send me your stories. If you have success stories like Cece, um, send them to me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. So it's C-O-N-N-I-E at and then W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C.com. You know I love those stories. Send them and I will hi- highlight them on the show. You never know what insight you give can help another parent or child. Um, Cece, thank you again. Be safe going back to school and have a great semester. Maybe we could get a 4.0 this time. What do you think? You know what? Maybe. It's not It's not too far out of reach. <laughs> it's go for it, girlfriend. That's my girl. I hope you all will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we can all embrace change and realize that perhaps it's not as difficult or as hard as we often think. Thank you, everyone, for joining me again. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful, exciting, and inspired week. Be well. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can't.